Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It is a video game podcast. My name is Ben. And my name is Peter. Hello, Peter. Hello, Ben. Welcome to the video game show that we call the video game show. Thank you. Today, possibly featuring a little rumbly tum from me. I'm really hungry this morning. I've not had my Breckhams. Me too. My tumble's doing a rumble as well. Is it? We could have dual dual tumble rumbles. In stereo, yeah. That was something that uh, PlayStation didn't initially have, did they, in their controllers? No, they didn't. They didn't have tumble rumble. Well, it was invented by Nintendo on the N64, wasn't it? Yeah, you had to, you buy, had to buy the, the Tumble Rumble Tumble pack. Rumble pack for you. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's stupid. Mm. Peter, I believe we've got a sponsor for the show this week. We have. We absolutely have. Um, so I love a company that finds an everyday problem and just sorts it out. Oh, yeah? With an immediate solution. Tell me about it. You know when you're just sort of in your garden... And you're like, no, no, me neither. <laughs> you know when you used to live in your parents' house, which yeah. had a garden, yes. unlike the flats that we now live in. Mm. And you're thinking, God, where am I going to put all these tools and uh, lawnmowers, plural, and uh, just just all, the, all these sort of bits and bobs that you know I could do with some sort of outbuilding oh. um, in this garden. But I can't be bothered going all the way to B and Q to like buy one that I then have to assemble. With all these tools, I could really do with something just arriving right now. Right. Actually, I'm quite a fan of those pocket monsters as well. So maybe if there was like a branded sort of outbuilding okay. that could arrive almost immediately, then that would be great. Okay. Introducing from Nintendo and the Pokemon Company, the Pokemon Sudden Shed. Wow! There it is, the Pokemon Sudden Shed. You blink, and suddenly when your eyes open again, there's a shed there. Mike, I can't... The inflection is Pokemon Sud and Shed. Right. Is is how it's... Sud and Shed. Sud and Shed. I can't believe we've had back-to-back Pokemon sponsors. I know. Sword and Shield last week, and now Sud and Shed. Yeah. Fantastic. God, talk me through it. So how does it how does it work? Uh, no one knows. I don't no, think even no, Nintendo or Pokemon know. No instructions, nothing. No, you just sort of stand in your garden. You go, God, I'd really like a really sudden shed to arrive with Pokemon branding on it. One blink, and then as your eyes open, there it is, the Pokemon Sudden Shed. I'm going to be launching my new rival company, Immediate Shelter, soon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, good luck competing with the with the magical. Uh, mystifying abilities of sudden, sudden shed. shed. Yeah. Wow. Well, that would be great if it were real because it's a lie. It's a lie. You've been lied to this again and thing. again and again. We've lied to you forty-one. T- no, actually, we haven't been doing ad sponsors the whole year. Yeah, but most of most of them. Most of the forty-one episodes you've yeah. been lied to, and you've fallen for it every time. You fool, you idiot. Why does that? Why do you fall you for it? You nincompoop. Mm. The real sponsor, of course, are our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. If you donate at any tier per month, mm. whether that be one dollar do or a little bit more, there's loads of tiered rewards that get you early access to various things and little uh, special tr- exclusive merchandises is trink trunks and trinkets. Yes. And so on and so forth. Mm. But if you support the minimum support cost is one dollar and that gets you access to the weekly podcast post where we ask for podcast questions. So if mm. you'd like to submit questions for the podcast, you can go and support us there. We'd be immensely grateful, as we are, to the following people who have actually su- supplied questions for this week's show, Peter, haven't they? Yes. 
Tanner is question one. Tanner. 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 Tanner asks, you've just come home from a hard day of jumping in triplet. Yes. That's what we do. Uh-huh. Walk us through what you do to unwind or unwind, possibly. Oh, well. Get home. I'm rum- rubbing my tumble. Yeah. Get home and play a certain type of video game? Question mark. Remove pants as soon as you get home. Mm. Grab some Cheetos and a pair of binoculars to see what Mrs. Gillicutty is up to. McGillicutty. McGillicutty, yeah. Mrs. McGill. Oh, sorry for not saying McGillicutty and yeah. instead saying Gillicutty. What an idiot. Which is also a made-up surname. No, it's real. No, it's not. It's a real name. Um, ben, what do you get up to when you get home? Well, I think we should... This, this gives us a chance to sort of... Uh, Quash the 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 belief that all we do is play video games all the time. Yeah, I think you're going to be given that this is a video game podcast, and almost all of our questions and answers in all of our episodes have been video game related. Yeah. You might be disappointed to hear what my <laughs> nightly routine is. I spend more time playing video games for live streams than I do any other point in the week. Usually, yeah. Uh, so I will. I mean, we we usually leave here pretty late. You know, mm. we we get in for about nine, and then we we end up going home. Sometimes, sometimes we get home like eight, nine o'clock at night. Yeah, half seven, eight, nine o'clock at night. And if there's something pressing going on during the week. Yeah, and so you get home. Um, I I usually shower and do a bit of exercise, mm-hmm. and then by the time I'm eating dinner, sometimes it's nine p.m. Yeah, and I just stick something on to watch dinner, and then if I can be bothered i'll watch some more stuff on tv right um or actually i I tend to just watch some more stuff Mm -hmm. but if i can be asked i'll play some video games but even then it'll be for maybe an hour Mm -hmm. before before i just can't be bothered again and then i just go to bed and the whole thing starts again yeah Uh, so not not too many video games at all fairly fairly dull routine only because by the time you and i get home usually there's not much evening left no to have that's true so there we go yeah i mean i i get in and if it's if I get in at a reasonable time, I tend to put put some food on first and have that um, if I know that there's enough of the evening left that I can have a bit of a break and then I will sometimes go for a run on the quayside. Mm. But if it's like, if it's nine o'clock, I know that I can't eat my dindins and then go for a run with enough grace time in between right. to then be going to bed at a reasonable time. So that all depends what time I get back. Sometimes I run first. Uh but yeah, when I'm when I'm eating, I just uh, you know watch some Netflix, um, and uh, that's kind of it. And then some, yeah. you know sometimes I will like play a game for again like an hour maybe, unless it's like something new that's just come out and I'm really you know thoroughly enjoying it. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's not a brand new release, I'm probably not going to be playing that much game gaming game 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 of Game of Thrones. Exactly. Uh, then just have a have a shower, get into bed, go to sleep. That's it. Yeah, there we go. Work repeat. It's uh, it's it's busy. It's busy. It's busy here. We mm. got we got loads to do. We got too much to do. Not enough time. Not enough people. No. But it's gonna change eventually. I'm sure. But for now, it's just long days. Mm. Uh, long days, and we don't really have that much that much evening left to do with as we choose outside of you know eating and showering and so on. On Fridays, I do actually rush home because Mrs. McGillicutty. Mm. Uh, has she does like uh, nude Fridays in her house? She does nude Fridays. She is. She's been doing them for, since the war. Um, oh goodness, she must be. That must be a sight. Yeah. Well, that's what I rush home for. Excellent. Mrs. I don't. I don't want to know any more about that. Okay. It's time for another section. Mm-hmm. We call what we play in. Oh, okay. Peter. Yeah. Tell me. What you're playing, what you're really, really playing. This was one of those weeks where I didn't just play one hour of gaming. Whoa! I'm currently playing through Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yay! Yay! If we'd sat down here with our hands between our legs, it's, it's because cold. it's really cold in here. I yeah. should have put on a hoodie. You should have done. Yeah, actually, I bet you're really, really cold. A bit chilly. I'm just... Tell me what you're called, what you're really, really cold. A chilly. I've been playing the Star Wars game. Um... They uh, so we've done a quip scope on it. Mm. Um, I've done a bit of streaming on it. I'll probably do a bit more uh, this coming week. Um, as I said on our quip scope and probably on stream, I can't remember that it's, it's a bit glitchy. Yeah, a bit, quite a lot glitchy. Okay. Um, the frame rate's not great. Uh, things f- flap around from time to time. There was one uh, yesterday. I I I took down this this 
Spoiler, this fella. This, this, just this fella. fella. Yeah. And Hang on, there are fellas in the game? There are fellas in the game. Oh, well, you ruined. Like what variety of fella he was. I took oh. down this fella, and his body was lying on the ground, and then there was just this sort of really long, thin, spaghetti, like 2D oh, line no. of gray that was going like... Oh, just just, just sort of spiraling around, around. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, they've, I think they've already released now a patch on PC, and they said they're releasing one for Xbox and PlayStation, sort of within the week. So I'd really like to think that's gonna just iron out some of those very very big creases. Mm. Um, and otherwise, uh, you know, it's a it's a great experience. I've enjoyed the story. I'm mm. really getting into the combat. Um, as I as I mentioned on our previous contents aforementioned that I uh, I'm playing currently on the story mode difficulty just because I want to get through it um, as part of my my Star Wars marathon in the lead up to the next film. Yep. But I now definitely feel like once I've finished this, I want to go back and play it on a, a harder difficulty because the combat's just so fun. Can you change the difficulty on the fly? Yes, you can. Yeah. I'd be surprised in a game like that if they don't offer some kind of new game plus, either now or at some point. Yeah, that would be good. In the future. Um, maybe you could like restart with all your force powers, but it's also yeah. like super hard, even harder. So you can just actually explore all the areas from the start. Instead. Yeah, although that would probably ruin uh, that would not work at all actually. That no, would, would it not? Ruin the progression. No, like uh, they deliberately yeah. gate certain things behind force powers so that you you know, you only make it into a certain area after you've learned about it, for example. Okay. So well, maybe then just your level and and skill tree rather than your force power. Yeah, maybe just work? like your combat abilities rather than actual force abilities. Hmm. Yeah. They could do yeah. it if they wanted to. Yeah. Ugh. So that's what I'm playing and I'm enjoying it. Nice. Ben. Looking forward to playing it. Yes. What are you playing? I Finally, I, I know I said last week that oh, I don't know when I'm going to get this Borderlands Platinum. It'll, it's on the back burner for now. I got mm. it. I've done it. You got it. It's over. I finished it. I got all the trophies. I did it. I did it. I did it. There is some wonky, wonky wonkums in that game in regards oh. to stat tracking. Um, really? This was an issue that, that, that really plagued Borderlands 1 as well. Like it would really mess up if you played in co-op. Sometimes you just have like duplicate missions that just would never go away that were just sat there and stuff and it, it was really messed up however they fixed it all in borderlands 2 borderlands 2 worked fantastically well and now borderlands 3 seems to be right back to that oh. so it tracks you have to scan iridium slabs for a trophy you have to scan all of the iridium slabs in the galaxy and there's god. there's like 20 oh god how many are there there's like 26 but sometimes it it will track 34 out of 26 what? because it's bugged it's and like you don't know trilogy. you don't yeah exactly I've got 401 gems out of 400 you don't know where it is so people were saying well what you need to do is go back to the ship and rescan the first one like five times in a row once you've got the rest of them and then the trophy will pop and what? it and it did um yeah it's it's ridiculous and Further further to, to what I said weeks and weeks ago now about how they've just massively overcomplicated everything, uh, including the the map system is the worst. Like, it took me forever to realize that you could fast travel from pretty much anywhere because all the buttons that tell you what to do are sort of hidden really tinily around the screen. Oh. So every time I was trying to go to a new planet, I logically went to the ship's navigational computer, chose the planet I wanted to go to, and then went to the drop pod on the ship that took me down to the planet, and then I had to run through the whole thing. Mm. Not necessary. You can just view the galaxy map and press triangle to view all the planets. I didn't oh. know that, and if it told me that, which it may well have done, it's like Red Dead Redemption, where it just sort of goes, hey, by the way, you can do this. I'm never going to tell you that ever again. So when it came down to getting the last few missions, missions and stuff, side missions, mm. I was thinking, how, how many of these do I have? And... It took Googling it and looking up guides to discover that you can press L3 on the map screen, of course, to tell you how many missions you've completed. Right. And it's like, oh, for God's sake, why is this all so hidden away? Why is the menu so slow and buggy? Is the, I was about to Why ask. is everything so hidden away but behind loads of... It's just so... It's like... What was it? Windows 8? Yeah. Whatever the hell it was. Whereas like, we've made things easier by hiding everything. And making it no. run badly. Stop it. Just just put it there for me to see. So the menu's still buggy? 
menus have not changed at all. Oh. Like, they've not changed at all. They've had so much time. They have. They've just been doing, I mean, again, I don't know what's going on in there, but like certainly all that seems to have come out is hot fixes mm. where they've just been fixing perceived imbalances in character builds and stuff where I was sort of, we were told that the their philosophy was, well, as long as it doesn't hurt anyone, we're not that fussed. But it seems that that's been the that's been the priority of the team, which is kind of kind of weird, especially considering that on console it's still so buggy in the menus. Yeah. Um, so I hope that that becomes a priority soon because it is just it's something that I'm used to now. But it's like playing a Telltale game, mm. and there being just shuddering janky transitions between scenes. It's like, oh, it's just a Telltale game. It's like, no, it it shouldn't be like that. No, it should never have been like that. Yeah. They've just announced the first story DLC that's part of the season pass. It has. It takes place in Handsome Jack's casino. Okay. He's obviously dead, uh, but you're running a heist on it. And that's very exciting because Handsome Jack is obviously brilliant. So I'm sure we'll we'll see some some iteration of Handsome Jack in that, which will be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it be hologram or what yeah, have you. Some old recording or something so that'll be cool i'm looking forward to playing that i still really enjoyed the game it's still one of the best games i've played this year and and it did it lived up to the hype for me and and i thoroughly enjoyed it and i think they everyone at gearbox should be very proud and they did a great job but there's Mm -hmm. just as a big fan there's just a lot of things that were just like why why have you done that why have you done that don't do that oh but there we go yeah yeah well that's borderlands 3 got the platinum good also started pokemon shield oh yeah did a quip scope on that that was good uh, you know, really enjoying that. Only a few hours in. Lots of people still very, very, very upset about the amount of Pokemon and stuff in it. Someone's I just, modded in a load of old Pokemon. Someone has done that. We got a couple of questions about it. We, do, I mean, we. Do, I just don't really want to. It's not got all the Pokemon in it. That that sucks. I agree, but like, I just uh. is that not normal though? Well, surely for like, you know, for the past several games, they've not included. All 151 no. and all subsequent No, all like 900, 750 yeah. Pokemon or whatever it is. No, they've. you're right. They haven't done that. I think in this regard, it's just because they've they've omitted perhaps a lot of right. prominent Pokemon mm. that, is, that are surprising and have included some kind of wonky ones for some reason. And maybe there was a promise of there being more Pokemon and then there wasn't. Right. I'm not entirely sure. Basically, it seems like Game Freak made a lot of promises mm. early on in development and have not backed those up, which I understand is frustrating. Um, I've seen people say, you know, look what Breath of the Wild did for Zelda. Why can't we have a, you know, not a Pokemon game like that, but if if the Switch is capable of running that, mm. then why can't we have a Pokemon equivalent? And it, you know, I get, I understand that concern. I understand that frustration. If Pokemon Sword and Shield was like Zelda Breath of the Wild, I wouldn't touch it. <laughs> Because it's just too much Pokemon in that case. Yeah, uh, I this guess is perfect for me. Wise, I'm not, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that that this this is the perfect Pokemon game. But I'm really enjoying it, mm-hmm. and I, I understand people's concerns and frustrations. I played a bit more Death Stranding as well. Oh, poor you. I'm now 10, 11 hours in. Mm. I don't know when I call it. When I, when I when the curtain call for me is going to be in this game. At least you're informed. I mean, you know, I I sit here cynically going, "Oh, poor you." You know, I did. I have sat and watched several hours of gameplay now, so I I feel like I'm somewhat able to say that. Just seeing how <laughs> weird and repetitive it is, um, rather than just having watched some trailers and made my mind up. But you know, you've actually played hours and hours of that game. I have. Yeah. Story wise, it's still needlessly obtuse Mm -hmm. like i was i was saying to you the other day it's okay as far as i'm concerned it's okay when a film is purposefully it purposefully obscures certain details and and like keeps things quiet and mysterious and you don't really know what's going on for the sake of a payoff later on in the film because that's at most you're waiting maybe an hour an hour and a half yeah exactly this is like a 50 hour game i'm 10 hours in i have no idea absolutely no idea what's going on i get Mm. the basic premise but they're all still talking about the death stranding and they're still they're talking about couriers as if the couriers have always been there as a and porters have always been there as a prominent member of society so it's like how long has this been going on yeah was the version of america that we know ever like that is it all hidden in interviews and like transcripts that you can unlock and stuff to tell because i'm just like i'm so bewildered and i get that there is some there is something to this gameplay mm. like 
there is fun to be had in the mundanity of delivering packages because I've finally now got to a point where I have a vehicle. Mm. Like I've got a proper one that I can fabricate, like create at a distribution center and ride out into the world or whatever. I like the online integration where you can interact with other players. Mm, Yeah. So I've got to the point now where roads are being built. So you find these things at the site, like actual proper roads and bridges over all this rocky terrain and stuff. And you you find these little pillar boxes where you can deposit resources and stuff. And there's a, there's a, there's a very slim chance that you will have all the resources needed. Mm. But you can put, you know, you can contribute your, your fair share. And there's a good chance next time you boot up the game, someone else has topped it up and someone else has topped it up. And now the road is complete and you can just drive on the road. Yeah, That's great. I think that's really clever. Um, whenever you make a delivery, it throws a million like mobile uh, sort of gambling style endorphin releasing stuff on screen like bing, 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 bing. You unlocked this. You leveled up and all that kind of. I get it. It's good. It makes me it makes me want to make more deliveries. Yeah. And I like that when I've got a story mission, because I don't want to do all, there, there are obviously story deliveries mm-hmm. and then there are standard deliveries where you can just go, This some guy wants me to take his sister a pizza. Right. I'm not going to do that because it's out of my way. But I like that the game gives me an option and I like that I can look at the deliveries and know I've got a story delivery here, but there's a couple of other deliveries that I can make on the way. It's just a, way it's there. just a little bit out of my way. I can scan the environment, see there's some lost cargo that's also for the destination that I'm going to. So I'll just pull over at the side of the road, hop out, chuck it on my backpack, run over to the car, load it onto the back of the car. I'd be very interested to know what actual postal workers make of this game. Right. Because there's some there's there's a satisfaction that comes with optimizing yeah, routes driving like driving your little car along and pulling it over and throwing stuff on but then you take like just one step out of that bubble and you think what on earth am i doing yeah what what am i doing and why am i doing it i don't understand i feel like i need to if this was as we've said before if this was any other game from anybody else i would feel like an insane person mm-hmm. playing this game yeah but because it's kojima i've and because of all the the divisiveness surrounding it i feel like i need to keep playing it. Right. I did a tweet last night about how when I, and also things have been streamlined a little bit when I discovered that actually a lot of animations are repeated and you can just skip them. Right. So that makes things a little bit easier. When I was in my private room at the distribution center, I accidentally, <clears throat> I accidentally made Norman Reedus take a poo three times in a row yeah. uh, instead of taking a wee because when you take a poo and a wee, you get different types of grenades from it. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted a wee grenade, but I accidentally, I misread the buttons because all the, it, it sort of blends with the background a bit on my TV. And, uh, and I made him poo three times in a row. So I was like, what am I, what is this? What, this is my whole evening. Like, I've, I've got no time for any other games, and I'm making Norman Reedus take a poo three times in a row. The thing, like, you, you might be enjoying the, the Courier gameplay, but it's, you kind of feel like, okay, but couldn't they just have made, like, a really interesting Courier game with, like, a vibrant, giant city that I can, like, go around and be a postman in? Yeah, uh, a post-apocalyptic man. Yeah, well, not even post-apocalyptic, just be a postman. Yeah, well, uh, that's what you are here. Yeah, but this is in a, a post-apocalyptic land where there's all the sort of weird Kojima stuff going on that mm. I just can't get behind. I can't, I can't <laughs> sit. I've, oh, it's just, it's just nonsense. It's absolute nonsense, and it doesn't even make sense after ten hours. That is, that's unforgivable to me. I think that's, you that, know, that's the thing I'm struggling with the most is still the lack of context. It's like, at the moment. well, not just James, but like our, our editor James and loads of other people have made the point that like. Yeah, uh, you know, a lot of uh, fans of this game are defending it like, oh, well, you know, you're probably like fine to uh, sink that, you know, sit and watch an art house movie that you don't understand until the very end. How come you're fine with that and you're not okay with this? Because a film is like two hours long. I will happily watch the most abstract, weird movie for two hours. I once sat in an art gallery and watched... The <laughs> there's this strange movie that is just shots of like arid desert with a song by Philip Glass playing underneath <laughs> that had been recreated in GTA 4 of just pictures of oh, the landscape. Yeah, I've heard of that. I sat and watched that and it's like 45 minutes long and I was waiting for like, I thought there might be some sort of revelation at the end. There wasn't, but 
it was interesting. The music was good, and I quite liked the abstract imagery. And I was like, yeah, 45 minutes, that's fine. I don't mind that. If it had been 10 hours, well, that's not even, you're at 10 hours now, but people are yeah. saying like 60 hours for this game. No, I'm not okay with that. But anyway, you know, I think I'm just reacting somewhat to various correspondences that we've had from, yeah. from the fan base. Oh, God, yeah. So here's, here's where I stand currently on Death Stranding. Here's, where, here's my death standing. Yeah. I, I am starting to get my head around the appeal of the gameplay. I do not yet get my head around the world. Mm-hmm. I do not get my head around the characters. It's still got, even though it's all entirely shot and starring um, Western actors, mm. there's still a very weird Japanese JRPG style Eastern vibe to like... Inter- character interactions. Yeah. So like they, Norman Reedus sometimes just acts a bit like a chimp. So he he wakes up like even the very beginning. People have seen it on stream where people were like someone held his hand and he just went, oh, 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 and like shied away. It's like, a human being doesn't react like that. That's like something out of an anime. Yeah. It's weird. And then in the game last night, someone was taking a shower in his room when he woke up and he went over and it was very apparent who it was, but he went over like peering and then she noticed him and he went, oh, and, and he like, started nose bleeding. No, his nose didn't bleed, <laughs> but he did just start skulking away. And it's like, no, that's not how a human being mm. reacts like that. It's just, there's like this, all this weird stuff. And I know in the same way that I love uh, David Quage, mm. some people are going to love that stuff because it's just, it's peak Hideo Kojima. But when there's already so many other factors to this game that are baffling, I'm really, I'm really struggling. Yeah. And I'm going to keep giving it a go. That's the thing. Yeah, but that's out of obligation, right? Well, there's a sense of obligation. But last night, I really feel like I did turn a corner in terms okay. of the gameplay. Like I, I started to be like, okay, this is actually really satisfying. I've gone up like a, a million thousand courier levels just mm-hmm. just for playing the story so far which i suppose is maybe he was forced to put those in yeah. to keep players engaged but i really hope that the story just starts throwing me a bone soon because i just i'm not into it at mm-hmm. all and and i want to be I, as we've said several times we never want to hate a game no and i don't hate this and and i never did hate it but i just don't understand the the story appeals so far, but the gameplay is getting there. I just don't get the <sighs> Kojima can do no wrong. He can he can just make the weirdest thing ever, which he has done here. Yeah. And that's apparently fine. It's that whole thing of, you know, just going off the reputation of the artist or the creator. They mm-hmm. can they can do whatever they like. If this had been released by Naughty Dog, everyone would be like, what on earth has happened? What are they doing? <laughs> is Neil Druckmann on cocaine? Yeah. Uh, and that's that's what bugs me is that because of who it's made by, people look, look at, the, uh, at the product differently and say, no, this is OK because this person did it. I think you need to be able to have some ob- objectivity. You can really enjoy this game, but you need to be able to not only appreciate that it's not for everyone, but also that there are certain aspects that are just like it's a massive brand. What on earth is he doing? There. That's what I was going to talk about. Yeah. I was telling you, we're going to keep talking about. Death Stranding, yeah, it on seems. what we play. Uh, so, yeah, just because I just—it's still—it's just a hot button topic. I didn't really want to talk about it at all, but just here we go. Death Stranded all over myself. Oh, he's just there. spilled water all over yeah. his front. Um, yeah, the Monster Energy thing. So you get there is not only is it gratuitous product placement, which Kojima is known for. Yeah, it does not make any sense in the world of Death Stranding that itself doesn't make sense anyway. Yeah. Um, it is so prominently featured and rendered and detailed in that when you drink it and reach for it, the camera is centered on all of the cans that are in your room. Every time you go into a room, there's a fresh set of cans. They provide an actual gameplay benefit in that it restores your stamina an extra whatever percent. But to fill up that extra whatever percent, you need to drink three cans. And it always gives you about five, which... As I've said to you, I'm assuming, perhaps cynically, I'm assuming is because they want you to look at the extra cans on the desk and not drink them all so that the monster energy drinks can stay in the room after you finish drinking them for the gameplay advantage. Yeah. So they're still there as an advert and you're never going to drink them. And you have to look at them three times. You do. Yeah. You do. And it's just like you cannot you cannot enjoy this game and play this game and tell me that that is not a bit much. Yeah. You can't. That's objectively 
bad. The monster energy was a bit much for me. Right. So there we go. That's it. That's my Death Stranding talk. Please let us know what you think of that. I think I'm being extremely fair, uh, given the tone of uh, perhaps our previous coverage. But that's it. I'm done talking about Death Stranding this week. We have to do a smaller discussion at the end after that. Gee, that was it. That was the big discussion. That was a huge discussion. I hope you enjoyed the big discussion there. I'll, uh, I'll, yeah, I will, I will talk about it again next week, but very, very... In, in, in hello there's just a parade of elephants walking around upstairs in much smaller detail mm. let's rush through I say rush let's enjoy these questions <laughs> but perhaps take a, take the fastest route through them yeah okay next question comes from Johan Carlson greetings Ben and Peter what in the world of video games and all that it comes with are you most excited to pass on to the next generation of Ben's and Peter's your future children and grandchildren not I've, our future children no uh, sadly no. as beautiful as they would be biologically currently impossible yeah i've started to introduce pokemon from uh, for my three what are you doing stop it it's like when you're in a classroom uh, just before lesson change yeah you can hear the kids in classrooms upstairs all standing uh, up yeah. scraping their chairs it's just so loud yeah. it's so loud this building there they go again. They just, they're dragging furniture. Right? They are dragging I've started furniture. to introduce Pokemon for my three-year-old daughter. It's going slow, but hopefully she'll gain the same love for it as I have. Aww. Thanks for many awesome years of awesome content from you guys, and here's for much more to come. All the best from Sweden, Johan. Thank you, Johan. Thank you, Johan. What are you going to introduce to Tiny or Tiny Peter? I think um, I, I'm most, intru- I think the things that intrigue me most are playing and indeed watching movies and stuff uh, that have big twists in them and being able to watch a reaction from someone who doesn't know it's coming. Because, you know, currently, even if you've not played the likes of Bioshock, I think everyone sort of our generation who's sort of into games probably kind of knows what happens in Bioshock 1, Mm. you know, the big twist in that. Uh, But to then get a fresh generation who weren't around at the time and won't have just heard it on the grapevine... I'd love to just sit and watch, like, you know, a sort of eight-year-old child or... Play through Bioshock. Yeah, play through the the brutal, gory violence (laughs) of Bioshock and then hear about... Spoilers. Would you kindly? Would you kindly? Would you kindly? Um, Would you kindly? Yeah, that's just an example. But yeah, games with twists, I think that's always fun. Mm. And then um, the other thing, I would really like to... In this... In the way that... uh, Parents like to live vicariously. That was a really loud one. It was. We need a broom for the ceiling. We do. Shut that! Shut up up there! Uh, like to live vicariously through their children. I would kind of like to just force my child to play the things that I enjoyed as a child, even though they'll be 30, 30 <laughs> years out of date yeah, by then. Yeah, that's so, true. And I think the best way to do that is not to force it upon them, because then they'll be like, why would I want to play your dreadful, like, polygonal ugly textured game i think what you do instead is you have a room you have like your own little little man or woman cave Mm. with say a playstation one set up and you tell the child now this is this is mine and you're not i don't want you to play it because it's uh right so you know it's a reverse psychology reverse psychology i'm gonna like have the forbidden fruit of spyro and crash and uh you know tekken and uh, all those things, and be like, no, no, these not these aren't for you. These mm. aren't for you. And then maybe if they keep bugging me, almost like it was their idea, not mine. Go, right. oh, okay, okay. Uh, suppose I'll let you play Crash Bandicoot. Oh wow! Then, yeah, that's how I'm gonna do it. That's clever. That's yeah. a clever one. Yeah. Um, I I mean, I'd love to introduce my eventual offspring to, as you said, the games that I actually played. Fortunately, the games that I was a huge fan of and I'm a huge fan of will probably continue as series as is mm. well into the future. But I've got a few noted down here. As, as Johan said, Pokemon, yeah. I think, is one that uh, that kids love. Kids and grown-ups love it, so. The happy world of Pokemon. Pokemon Go. Uh, so I'd like to do that. I don't think... Mm, I mean, I'd, I'd probably give them a Game Boy as soon as they're able to hold one, right. really, and just see how they get on with that uh, because that's relatively straightforward. But I, I fear that... I'm just going to try and get them into games immediately as soon as they're born, mm. you know? And and I know that I couldn't really comprehend or understand anything to do with games until I was about five or six. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be an agonizing wait where I'm like, can you help it? No. Mm, okay, you can't hold the Game Boy yet, so you're not allowed to play it. Yeah. So Pokemon, 
Uh, I, again, I think Pokemon will still be going in probably 20 years' time. So that, that's Pokemon where going, yeah. Precisely. Final Fantasy VII is the game that I... I that I, what is the what is the word I attribute to getting me into games properly, mm. and that is a that is a bit of a spooky game, but I would love to play it through maybe with, you know, a a, a child, old or new, old, old, old. Mm. So I probably wouldn't let them play it, but if they're interested, then you know we could play it together on the sofa mm-hmm. and you get to name the characters in it and stuff and you can read out the dialogue boxes and things. So I, th- I feel like it could be a little bit of fun, really. It yeah. could be fun, especially if you play the version that they re-released on PS4 because then you can enable cheats so you literally can't die. Oh, okay. And then you can sort of just play it through as a, you know, as, as a fun experience, you yeah. know, a story mode, basically, mm, yeah, which, yeah. which would be good. I think that'd be fun. And uh, the other one I've got, which I think is a really good, Good party game, and uh, not party game, a good family game. Mm. Little Big Planet. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic fun. And again, you can customize your sack boy or girl or other and um, play through. And it's got Stephen Fry narrating, and the third one has Hugh Laurie narrating. And it's mm. just oh, it's just great fun. You build your own levels and stuff. I hope they do another Little Big Planet game at some point. Yeah. Oh, I did just get a waft of cold air from the vent yeah, behind us. That was a vent. Oh, chilly. But yeah, that's that's what I would do. Okay. Well, I, uh, we, we're going to have very lucky children and yeah. grandchildren was in the in the question oh as well. Goodness. Imagine making a grandchild play PS One video games or Pokemon Blue, yeah, with its sprites. They won't exist. The, the the physical copies just will not work anymore by the time no. we're grandparents. It will all be emulated by then. I'm sure. God. Well, hopefully they'll still be able to play it. What fingers crossed. Thought. But it wouldn't be weird, would it? No. But you know what would be weird? Mm-hmm. Weird news. Yes. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Peter Austin. Yeah? It's weird news time. It is. Do you have a weird news? I do have a weird news. It's a short one, fortunately, because we're we're short on time. Short on time. I've got it right here. Have you? Have you got yours yet? I've got mine. Go. Okay, here's mine. It comes from PushSquare.com. We know that one. Mm-hmm. I think I believe it was reported elsewhere, but I'm I'm choosing the PushSquare article. Yeah, your custom lightsaber from Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order can be recreated in real life. What? Yeah. Well, you can you can build them at um, what's it's, can't you? At the place, well, there Galaxy's we go. Edge. That's my news. Oh, is that? Oh, thanks everyone. Oh. <sighs> so, uh, yeah. Is that were they reporting that as news? 
this just in no it's it, it goes into more detail than that okay. yes you can build them at the place but it, it's it's more in depth than you might imagine oh cool star wars jedi fallen order is a great game for a number of reasons but one novelty that will no doubt excite fans is the ability to fully customize cal's lightsaber as you play through the game you'll discover various materials and parts with which to build a laser sword to your liking it's surprisingly detailed for something that is ultimately cosmetic but it's a cool feature however you slice it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, even cooler is that you can make your unique saber a reality at either Disney Dibney World in Florida or Disneyland in California you can pay a visit to Galaxy's Edge the recently opened Star Wars location here you're able to build your very own lightsaber but here's the thing Fallen Order's in-game materials are the same as what's available in the Disney resorts oh I didn't know that in other words if you know exactly which parts you used for your blade in Respawn's game you can use the same ones to make a real life replica oh wow likewise if you've already built a lightsaber at Galaxy's Edge you can totally recreate it in fallen order that's cool sweet it's pricey but you're limited to to single blade sabers own uh, sorry and you're limited to single blade oh single blade sabers only but fans will certainly get a kick out of this what do you think of this peter it then goes on to ask you to leave a comment below uh, i'd really like to go to galaxy's edge but it's in america and yeah. it costs money to get there and stay there and get into galaxy's edge bring money bring money please I also, yeah, uh, yeah, I'd really like to go. But but there we go. If you make a note of all your custom saber parts, yeah. you can actually buy those custom saber parts at Galaxy's Edge. Fantastic. Yeah. I like a nice, simple lightsaber hilt myself. Do you? None Wood. Chunky bits sticking out. Chunky bolts. You can get, there's a, there's a wooden one in um, Star Wars Clone Wars. I don't know if it's yet a material available in Jedi Fallen Order because I have oh, not found one yet. Interesting. Maybe. Uh, okay. This just in. Yeah. According to Kotaku.co.uk, Luke Plunkett. The Uncharted movie has been in development hell for so long that Mark Wahlberg, once cast as Nathan Drake, is now playing Sully instead. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. Okay. Now, it's not quite as hilarious as it sounds, but uh, here's a, a quick write-up. Hmm. Sony has been trying to get an Uncharted movie made for over a decade now, and while the latest attempt to get Nathan Drake's story on the big screen, starring Spider-Man's Tom Holland, sounds like it might actually get made, the addition of Mark Wahlberg to the cast this week is a reminder of just how deep in development hell this project has been. You might remember, you might not remember, but this isn't the first time Mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg, yes, uh, has been attached to the movie. In 2010, he signed to star in the film as Nathan Drake, with Robert De Niro to play his father oh, and Joe man. Pesci, his uncle. That A year later, so good. it would have been. A year later, both he and director David O. Russell were gone. Uh, now, the key thing to think about to remember here is that presumably. When Wahlberg was first cast to play Nathan Drake, it was pretty much an adult Drake, given that his dad was going to be played by De Niro, who is a, a Gary Oldman at this well, point. Well, not his dad. What? Sully was going to be played by De Niro, right? No. De Niro was going to play his dad. Nathan Drake's dad? Yeah. Well, that's stupid. Yeah. I thought he was going to play Sully. And Joe Pesci was going to play his uncle. Oh, well, I'm glad that fell apart. No, but yeah. Ugh. So, he, you know, uh, Robert De Niro is a, an Oldman, Mm. ish um so presumably if he was playing drake's dad drake would be adult drake yes uh, but now tom holland is being cast so now Wahlberg is playing not old man sully but regular age sully yes so it's not that he's gone from drake's age to sully's age no in the time it's taken to get this movie made Just the age period point. has shifted yes exactly. the timeline has shifted uh but still it's quite funny all oh. the same oh dear yeah do you think that movie will ever come out i <sighs> yes or no Yes. When do you think it'll come out? Give me a year. When Tom Holland is old enough to play old Sully. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for Baby Drake. Yeah. I can't wait for the Baby Drake reboot. That's going to be great. Fantastic. That was weird. Thanks, Peter. You're welcome. Let's move um, on to a question now. It's time for a question. This is from Jessica James. Two both, first names. Both members of Team Rocket. Yeah. It's rumoured that Mass Effect 5 is now in early development. Are you A, scared, B, hopeful, or C, indifferent? Personally, the Mass Effect trilogy, yes, including 3 and its controversial ending, are some of my favourite games ever. So I'm hopeful Bioware will have learned from their recent mistakes with Andromeda and Anthem and will try their best to bring it back 
to its glory days. <sighs> Thank you, Jessica. Thank you, Jessica James. Peter, yeah. are you A, scared, B, hopeful, or C, indifferent, I'm or not... D, have no faith at all? I'm not hopeful. I don't think I'm scared. And the reason I'm not scared is because I'm quite indifferent about Mass Effect in mm. that I've not played the earlier ones and therefore not particularly drawn to any sequels. However, in terms of just objectively whether I think it will be good or bad, yeah, I'm I'm a bit scared in that respect for those who are looking forward to this game, given yeah. Andromeda and Anthem were such car crashes, mm-hmm. both. So yeah. it, it can't, you know, they're really going to have to pull their socks off if they want this to be decent. I'm sure they will be very, very cautious this time and think, is this a really, really, really good game? Because if it's not, we're going to be in trouble. But I don't know. If this is true, if they are making a uh, uh, a Mass Effect, whatever it is, mm. if it's a sequel to Andromeda, if it's if it's a brand new franchise, it if it's a return sequel, to Commander surely. Shepard, I don't know. Mm. It's one thing that we've spoken about before. This is not the Bioware that made Mass Effect. Mass Effect Three was barely the Mass uh, Bioware that made Mass Effect Two. That's true. Dragon yeah. Age Inquisition was not the same Bioware that made the last Dragon Age. Like there, so many people that are important to Bioware have gone. It was just like Infinity Ward after everybody up sticks and and left and formed Respawn. Yeah, where it's still a competent studio, but it's just. Explains why it was so different. I it's guess. yeah, it's just not got the same people behind it. So yeah, it'll be if it does happen, it will be a Mass Effect game. But what kind of Mass Effect game? Are EA going to completely screw it over this time? Is there going to be no creative vision and creative directors are forced to leave because they're being people are going over their head and making weird decisions? You know, there's there's lots of information about how wrong bio, uh, how wrong uh, what's it called Anthem went mm-hmm. and why, especially that big article on Kotaku that's definitely worth a read that came out earlier in the year. Um, I have absolutely no faith that this will be good. Yeah. Um, I think if it does come out, it will be fine or bad. And this, if if this is it, if they go back to the Mass Effect franchise and screw it up for a second time, mm-hmm. this, this has to be the end of Bioware. Yeah, yeah. It just has so. to be. Mm. Because EA will largely be probably responsible for its failings, if there are any, yeah. I would imagine. And they don't need that kind of PR. They have, they've closed studios for less, as, as, as we've said before. Mm-hmm. So that I think that, that would just be it. As much as I love Mass Effect, and there's rumors that there's they're finally going to be doing a, a Mass Effect remastered trilogy. I would play that. For the current consoles, because mm-hmm. I don't know why it's taken them so long. Yeah, uh, And I hope they do. Maybe even just to gauge interest, do people still care about Mass yeah. Effect? And then they might do it. But if they're making them use that crappy engine, if they're making them put in live service elements, it's just if they attach it's it not to Andromeda it. at all, I think that's a really bad move as well. Just because you know, even if it turns out that they make a good Andromeda two, I just think you don't you don't want to go off that as a as a as an origin point. No. I think they have to either be crazy and make Mass Effect four in terms of the the original series or yeah, try and do something new again. Um, Agreed. But uh, yeah, if they bring out a remastered trilogy, though, I would absolutely play that. Like, part of the reason I'm not into Mass Effect is just because it's kind of passed me by, and it's like there's that much else for me to play. I'm not going to go back and start playing a game that that's that's that old, uh, unfortunately. But mm. yeah, no, I would play a remastered version for sure. Yeah, no, I I, I would too. Mm. It's uh, it's a great trilogy, but. Uh, I don't know that they should continue it right now. Yeah. I think it maybe needs a bit more time. I think Bioware needs to regain some 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 cachet before they start plundering old franchises again that they've already driven into the ground. I mm. think they need some new IPs that aren't this and prove that they can do it. And then as much as anything else, the public needs to trust them again. And yeah. that there's currently no trust there at all. They're a laughing stock, really. Well, exactly. I was about to say, if a trailer comes out for Mass Effect 5 in the next couple of years and it looks good, I will take no solace in that at all because Anthem looked pretty good as well. I mean, it didn't particularly excite me just sort of genre-wise, but mm. it objectively looked like a pretty decent game. Yeah. Then it came out and it wasn't. So, yeah. you know, that, that's it. 
It's going to be a while, uh, Jess, before before it's time for more Mass Effect, I think, if they do go ahead with it. I'm not sure it's a good idea, but we'll see. We'll keep our fingers crossed for you, though. I, you know, I don't want Mass Effect fans to be disappointed. No. I hope they do a really good job, but I don't think they will. Been through enough. Mass Effect fans have been through enough. It's time for something big. Oh, it's huge. Are really, you ready? Really, really, really big. Yep. It's big discussion time. Big discussion time, Peter. Mm. Comes from Jack Bradshaw. You know that one. We do know that one. With the Game Awards coming up soon, and it's becoming a mini E3 with announcements such as Joker in Smash and CTR Nitro Fueled, is there anything you're hoping to see announced at this year's awards? So the 13th of December, Peter, the Game Awards 2019. This is becoming increasingly a calendar event. It used to be awful. Mm. It used to just be a, a bit of a car crash every year and they had like guest hosts and the guest hosts were awful and like yeah, that was cringy. There was one time where a soldier came on stage and like teabagged the presenter and stuff mm-hmm. and it was just like what is this Christ. literally corporate mark sort of corporate entities like what are gamers like yeah let's make this show for the gamers the gamers with a z it's been somewhat improving in recent years it's not quite sort of mm -hmm, twiddle mustache level of bafta uh but it it's getting there it's more prestigious than it's ever been before i wouldn't i don't put any stock in the awards themselves but what they do have is a load of exclusive announcements. Well, I'm hoping and there's trailers. Some, some discourse on uh, the latest Wolfenstein because um, I think <laughs> no game <laughs> awards ceremony is complete. They're not brave enough. No, they're not brave absolutely enough. Absolutely not. I have an actual rumor for a game that is supposed to be being announced in December this year. Okay. Which might therefore mean it's being announced at the game awards. Right. Would you like to hear all about Crash Bandicoot Worlds? Uh, yet. Okay, tell me about that. Have you heard about this? No, I haven't heard a single thing about this. So this is rumoured to be being announced in December, therefore possibly at the Game Awards. Um, a guy, uh, at RyanPS88, who accurately predicted the, uh, announcement of the, 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 the original trilogy and CTR, okay. uh, remakes, um, he has said that, uh, there's a new game coming out that's a sort of open world, like, Mario 3D style uh, mm-hmm. game where you play as Crash um, uh, there's going to be like three new masks added to the game and some evidence for this is in that new PlayStation trailer Time to Play where oh, it's yeah. I predict a riot all the live action characters yeah mm-hmm. uh, in that Crash whizzes past in uh, a cart Coco's behind him and I think also Cortex or like Engine or someone right. and Coco's right at the back and uh, the the regular mask is following Crash, but following Coco is a completely new mask we've never seen before oh. in all of Crash. Okay, so that kind of lines up with what this guy is saying, with new, you know, with there being a, a day mask, a night mask, and an eclipse mask introduced. So eclipse mask, eclipse mask. So uh, oh. it all sounds like it's kind of adding up. So that's what I think. I mean, that's. Where's where's the rest of that stuff come from, or is it literally just from the fact that there's a new mask, or is that just confirmation no, of he his said, theory? Yeah, he's got like inside sources. He listed a whole load of stuff, and uh, oh. independent of that, this trailer came out that had a new mask in it. Okay, so, there you go. And like I say, he's got a good track record apparently of uh, announcing the previous Crash games ahead of time. So worth noting. He's then. saying December for that, and the Game Awards are in December, so that yeah. kind of seems like the best time to do it. Slap bang in the middle of December. Other than that, I'd like to. I don't think. I think it's too soon, but I'd like to see some kind of Elden Ring teaser, mm-hmm. just a little bit more than what we've seen. But I, you know, I don't think they've got like much to show us, sort of in engine. I think it's still probably very conceptual at the moment. But right, just a bit more of an update on kind of what it is, some kind of CG trailer with a bit more dialogue and story rather than abstract shots of monsters and characters that may or may not feature in the game, which is always interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's all... They've been very quiet on that front. Yeah. Uh, Much to the chagrin of the Soulsborne FromSoft community Mm. in that people have actually gone to the Reddit and started making up their own lore. Right. I don't know if you've you've heard about this. Uh, I could have covered it for Weird News a little while ago. Yeah, people have just been inventing their own law and, and writing it as if it's real, just sort of tongue-in-cheek, because there's just been nothing. Yeah. There's been no word or anything at all since it was announced at E3, mm-hmm. which is unusual because usually when they announce these games, they're out 
at least a year later. Yeah. So, you know, anyway, maybe we'll see that. But you should take the Game Awards seriously because they do have a track record for big announcements and stuff. For example, a couple of years ago, uh, they teased Sekiro. Mm -hmm. Uh, They... uh, they, they showed off Death Stranding, Metro Exodus, Sea of Thieves, Bayonetta, uh, what else? World War Z was announced there and mm-hmm. stuff. So there's lots of big announcements. It's done by uh, Kojima's best friend, Jeff Keighley. Yes, it is. So similar to Gamescom opening night live. So there will be some stuff there. There might be some brand new announcements. There might just be some uh, just trailers for games people are excited about. So it's it's definitely worth a watch. For that reason... I think that maybe we might see the new Batman game that is almost guaranteed to be happening, mm. coming from Warner Brothers, whatever studio, Montreal or what, what have you. So not Rocksteady. No. Um, that is exciting. I think it's been long enough since a Batman game. Yeah. Uh, God, 2015. So yeah, it's been a little. It's been a minute, and I'm I'm ready for more Batman, even mm. if it's not coming from Rocksteady. I, I'd like to. I'd like some more Batman, please, as long yeah. as it's not got live service stuff in it and like nine different oh, currencies God, and other bollocks like Jeez, that. No. Crap. You've unlocked 20 Bat Bucks. No, I don't want the Bat Bucks. Keep your Bat Bucks. The new Rocksteady game. Mm-hmm. They've been working on that for a long time and they've not been talking about it no. at all. Maybe it's time to show it off. Maybe. Who's to say? Maybe, maybe though. E3. Maybe E3. Possibly. Assassin's Creed. There's got to be another one of those soon. Soon, yeah. So maybe some. Maybe a new Assassin's Creed. The Viking one that everyone's been talking about for like a year and a half. Yes, yeah. that's probably very true. Mm-hmm. The Last of Us 2 obviously has been delayed. Maybe. Not, to, not that they're out of the public's good graces, but maybe they'll show off some Last of Us, maybe a new Last of Us 2 trailer of some kind. Yeah, maybe. Just a maybe. little one. Just, just a little cinematic. Keep us warm. Just a little bit of a trailer, not a little, a little bit of a cutscene perhaps or something. Mm. I don't know. Maybe, I think they're being very, very careful with the marketing though and they're showing what they want to show. So yeah. maybe not. However, a game that got pushed because The Last of Us 2 got pushed is Ghosts of, of Tsushima or Ghost of Tsushima. I can't remember what it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game from Sucker Punch who done Infamous and so on. Yeah. Uh, that was coming out apparently mid, mid-year mid-2020, and has now been pushed to the end of 2020. Mm-hmm. So you've got to imagine that that is pretty close to being finished. True, yeah. So it's been, again, it's been a while since we've seen anything from that, so maybe a trailer for that as well. Sony usually have some kind of presence there. They'll show off, like, something. So mm-hmm. those are my predictions. We'll see, though. I well, don't think we're going to be watching it live just because December's very busy for us. Oh, yeah. But... I mean, I wouldn't even suggest that you watch it live either because, God, it's probably still going to be pretty cringe. But if you can just wait until directly afterwards, just go look at an article that summarizes everything yeah, that was shown off and just watch all the trailers. Channels that re-uploads the trailers, yeah. You'll be sorted. Mm. So there we go. Thank you very much for the discussion there, Jack. And that is this week's show. It if sure you, is. If you have any thoughts on anything that we've discussed today, why not let us know all about it, Peter? Where can they do that? In the comments and chat on oh. youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash triple jump. We'd like to thank Lord Brotovich and Cecil Prumps uh, for modding the, the live content that we do on both Twitch and YouTube. Mm. Uh, you can also tell us all about things on social media like twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump. Yeah. Luke Eldon, as in the El- from the Elden Ring. Yes. It's in the Reddit law. It's about, it's about Luke Eldon. Luke's Elden Ring. Uh, is over on facebook.com. Uh, doing good things over there. So thank you, Luke. Um, we've got a patron, Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Uh, one of the rewards there is there's an exclusive room over on our Discord at bit.ly forward slash team triple jump. And that is being modded by Jack, Joe, and Crimson Dragonfly. Crimson Dragonfly. With no space. Crimson Dragonfly. Crimson Dragonfly. If you're watching the video version of the podcast, Hello. Hello. You can get the audio version at play.acast.com forward slash s forward slash triple jump. No team. And uh, we got a website, triplej.mup. And if you put forward slash shop on the end of that, or just go to the homepage and click on the click on the shop tab, <gasps> we've got some new merchandise available. Yes, we do. Mm. Brand new shirt. And uh, we've got a beanie hat as well. We so have now that it's cold, hat. you can buy a hat too if you want a I hat. I one in this studio. It's really chilly, isn't it? It'd be good. 
looking forward to going back into the warm office. Mm. We thought when we turned on the heating in the office, it would heat up this room, but it has not. No. It is not at all. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can do at that Peter Austin and at confused underscore dude on Instagram as well, at that Peter Austin and at Ben Potter 20. We do lists every Tuesday and Thursday, streams every Monday, Tuesday and Thursday, Monday and Tuesday being solo streams on Twitch and Thursday being joint Blaze It stream on YouTube. Slightly different this week mm. because we actually stream we're streaming right now. If you're yeah, listening, we are. If you're listening at the time of release, which is about, I tend to release the podcast at actual 4.20. Right. On at least the audio version. Uh, we're streaming right now in aid of the Cats Protection League over on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump. Please go and support that and donate all money and proceeds went to, uh, or are going to, depending on when you're listening, mm-hmm. to the Cats Protection League and their Pour Some Players initiative. And the full VOD of that will be on Monday. We'll be playing various games uh, and... And and helping out those cats. Yeah, we met them at EGX, not the cats. We met. No, sadly not the cats. But yeah, cats one day we'll meet the cats at EGX. Yeah, absolutely. Worst games is fortnightly, and Friday for patrons. Sunday for everyone else. It's not a worst games week this week, but next week it will be a worst games week. Yes. Finally, the podcast is every Saturday, and please leave us a review on iTunes or your platform of choice. It helps. Something to do with algorithms. Couple of things to get through. Mm-hmm. Cut content. Did it with Joe Hendry, actual wrestler Joe Hendry. We did. That went out on Friday. Mm-hmm. Go watch that. We've got a brand new shirt, triplej.mup uh, forward slash shop. Mm. Please please go and, and uh, purchase that. However, we also have a competition that we're properly announcing tomorrow. There's going to be a video that's going out. But just so you're all aware, because you can only enter it over the course of seven days mm. from Sunday to Saturday. Does that make sense? Yeah. So from Sunday, the God, what date is it going to be? Help. Uh, what what date will it be on Sunday? The twenty uh, first. Sunday the twenty fourth. Fourth. The twenty first today. So yeah. close. Uh, Sunday the twenty fourth to till Saturday the thirtieth. So it's midday Sunday the twenty fourth to midnight Saturday the thirtieth. Oh, nearly payday. It is. Yes. yes, it is. Bit.ly forward slash TJ shirt. Bit.ly forward slash TJ shirt. That competition, we've been very, very generously donated some money in order to give away some shirts to you folks. Mm. And we're doing it competition style. Yeah. We have 25 shirts to give away. We're giving away one every day from the 1st of December to the 25th of December. But as I said, you can only enter in that one week span. It's like a little advent So calendar. make sure you go and go and enter then. You've got various entries, you know, if you go to the it's one of those one of those competitions where if you go to the go to the YouTube page, you'll get an additional entry. Mm. Like the Facebook page, you'll get an additional entry. We'll pick 25 winners, be in touch with all of you, and uh the winners get to choose a shirt from from the shop. But that's not all, Peter. No. That's not all. No, we're doing more Christmassy things as the as the month goes on. Uh it's you have just a few days left if you're listening at No, time. that wasn't it. That's oh. not what I was getting at. Oh. The 25th winner gets a grand prize, oh, Peter. Of course. I thought you just said that. You didn't. No, no you just mentioned the shirts. So 20, the 25 winner. winners get a shirt. Yes. And the 25th winner also gets a video game of their choice. Ah. ah. Except if it's, you know, some sort of gold-plated yeah. Nintendo let's, let's diamond be, encrusted video game. Let's be sensible about this. Yeah. You know, like, you, know you want Jedi Fallen order but you you can't afford it or you can't afford jedi jedi affording it yeah then or you want death stranding we will buy you a copy of one of those games if you're the 25th winner but also but also this isn't something you can win this is you giving us things yes uh we uh, will still be open for a few more days at time of release of this podcast to send stuff in preferably worse games, but we'll happily take any other things too, uh, to our Christmas triple jump appeal. Yeah. Uh, So we're basically doing a single episode of opening tat from you all. Mm -hmm. um, And uh, submissions are open until the 30th of November. That's us receiving the package on the 30th of November. Yeah. So don't send anything that's not going to arrive until after that. It will not be opened on camera. Yes. Um, The address for that is... The, the Triple, triple Jump, Jump Xmas, Xmas, Xmas Appeal, Cultaholic Ventures Limited, 6 Mailing Court, Union Street, Newcastle-upon-Tyne, NE2-1BP, United Kingdom. 
Thank you so much to everyone who's already sent stuff. We're only literally halfway through the sending period and we've got a so monstrous much. amount of stuff. So thank you so much. You've exceeded our expectations once again. Mm. But as Peter said, the 30th of November is the cutoff date for that. We'll be recording the, uh, the, the unboxing very soon after that. So any stuff that arrives after that cutoff date will still be open and enjoyed. Opened and enjoyed, yeah. sorry. But it may not be opened on camera if it misses that date. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, the 30th of November. It's a big, it's a big day to get stuff done by. Mm. You've got, you got a week to send in your tat. You've also got a week to enter this t-shirt competition, bit.ly forward slash TJ shirt. Again, that opens from midday on Sunday to midnight the following Saturday. Go there, get your entries in. 25 t-shirts to give away and one winner gets not only a t-shirt but a game of their choice yeah very exciting oh it's all kicking off it's so busy it's so busy we've got so much to do peter we need to go now fortunately our wonderful sponsor is helping to pay the bills while we're working so hard and where are we going to store all of our tap that people are sending well just step out into the garden close your eyes and bam oh there it is it's an it's a pokemon sudden shed it's a pokemon sudden shed wow there it was just one one of the suddenest sheds I've ever seen. It took me by surprise for sure. Yeah. Thank you to Pokemon Sudden Shed for, for sponsoring us once again. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's it. It's time to go now. We've got to go do all the million other things that we've got Just to do. Just go do a warm thing in the warm in room. In the warm. Hope you're staying warm at home. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and we'll see you really soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>